Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 431st episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your uh, your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my Disney-obsessed co-host. We have the first man who is not Disney-obsessed, but uh, I, I like to imagine him as the Disney princess of our hearts, um, Scrawn. Well... Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> hi, everybody. Uh, pleasure to be on today. <laughs> and then we've, of course, got the actually Disney-obsessed one. Uh, and um, I would say abusively so, um, Seth Vilo. You would be 100% correct. <laughs> Are you, like, Disney-obsessed in, like, the good characters way or Disney-obsessed to, like, the villains? Kind Let of? me yes. just say that yes. lime green about? is one of my favorite colors. <laughs> All right. I'm not really sure what that means. If you've ever seen a Disney movie, everything's lime green if you're a villain. Oh, that, you know, that's a, that's kind of a good point. I feel that, you know, like during the most evil part of their song, it just kind of gets lime green. Uh-huh. Okay, now we're going to stop talking and we're going to go on and tell people, welcome to the Puckle Podcast, and where we talk everything Pokemon instead of lime green Disney uh, Disney villains. Uh, where yeah, everything, you're the one who every, used the adjective. <laughs> every everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to even things like I I guess the remake of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, but we're not really going to talk about that today, other than the abysmal <laughs> score it got. Um, and so that was uh, that's a good time. Uh, so uh, welcome back to the show, guys. If you're new, welcome. Or welcome back if you're old. Welcome if you're new. I'm excited to talk about some stuff today, but we can we can return to the Disney princess conversation here. Uh, but uh, or we could talk about Pokemon and what we've all been doing in our Pokemon worlds. I know Scron, you've been doing some fun stuff recently. Oh yeah, uh, recently I held my first midseason showdown as an organizer. Uh, we had 25 people, so we were able to hit into like the kicker. Mm-hmm. number to give out a top eight championship points things um one of the difficulties is that my professor that normally helps out um wasn't able to make it that weekend like sort of last minute yeah, yeah. so i ended up running an entire mid-season showdown by myself which was you know semi-stressful but it went all right uh 25 is not terrible 25 is not terrible i would say 25 like, is really good for what we're yeah. we were typically no, no, like, like, I, I mean like them. from a running perspective <laughs> yeah like this is a slow and steady thing like every yeah. week it gets larger and that's just how you build up a community you got to be patient with that kind of stuff you know mm-hmm. 
I'm very aware. foster relationships. And <laughs> I'm stuff. very oh, oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of all people to, to speak to, Thatch knows how to build a community. Yes. I'm very aware. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also went to regionals over in Collinsville. That was pretty cool. Um, man. Like, you make it sound like f- Collinsville is really far away from St. Louis. It's literally like the same place. No, it's, it is 20 minutes away. <laughs> what? That's not that as, far. That's like I me. Wasn't, I, I was not implying other than perhaps the, the tone of my voice, I guess. <laughs> I like, like 20 minutes is the difference between me. Cause I live in like the North side of Dayton to drive to like the South side of Dayton. Like that's, that's, that's like my point of reference. Like I like to get to the Costco on the South side of Dayton, it's going to take me 20 minutes. <laughs> you know, Costco is a worthwhile destination. It is. They have hot dogs. Yes. Yes. That's the only reason to go is the hot dogs. I like the smoothies and pizza myself, but it's still Costco, you know. Uh, smoothie. I, I like to get four metric tons of kiwis. <laughs> well, that's Seth. <laughs> that, that sounds like Seth. I don't think they sell Wait. Soylent, so. Kiwis Not are green. Don't. What They're are you green. planning? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Seth? It's been a while since, like, I think we've been on a show together. So yeah, it's I, been a bit since I've been on a main been, one. It's been a minute. It's been yeah. a minute. Let me say that. Yeah. Okay, so so tell me tell me what what you've been up to lately. Well, um just trying to kind of keep going with the TCG, keep going with all these home updates as far as Smogon stuff goes. You've heard me talk about it on the last Battlecast anyway, and I think yeah. I was on the TCG cast most recently as well, but I've been trying to just keep up with that stuff and just kind of playing along. I've been doing a lot of raids on my own, you know, like normal people. I got the Mystery Dungeon game. I actually answered the quiz apparently correctly and correctly? got the starter that I wanted. <laughs> Which one is that? Bulbasaur. Okay. That's that's an okay answer. Because, you know. Green. This is an important question. Which which Pokemon was your quiz? That's what like, he just said. Yeah, well, Bulbasaur. Not, I actually yeah, got it. I, okay, so I got Says now, what what was your stash? I haven't played yet. I'm I'm waiting to play. You haven't even started the game. No, I, I literally explained this to you before we started recording. Well, I um, figured you probably like started nope. it and then was like, nope. what do you what do you want? What is what do you want your starter to be? I mean, obviously the answer is Totodile, right? Like, um, yeah. it has oh, to be yeah, Totodile. Totodile is but, like, fantastic. I, the yeah. reason I haven't played yet though, um, is because this is for people on the show. Is because. Uh, we, I, I'm trying to play blind cause like I've never played like a full mystery dungeon game. I think I played like super mystery dungeon for like, I mean, three hours. So I got like past the first mission, um, because that tutorial is hell in super <laughs> mystery dungeon. Oh my gosh. Is it oh, that best? is a terrible one to start um, with, to be honest. I'm sorry. And so, and so like, I, I've always heard like explorers of sky and explorer and, uh, this, uh, red and blue mystery team weren't bad. And so I was just like, okay, well this is coming out. I need to play it and I want to play it blind on stream. So for those of you who are at home and you're just like, oh, I want to watch that do it blind on stream, you can. Uh, we'll put the videos on YouTube as well. Um, I'm going to be doing it with Uncle Oshawa, though, from the Discord, because he is the most obsessed Mystery Dungeon fan I have ever met. Yeah. Um, and he, what we did was we had a Patreon t- uh, stretch goal that I'm not sure it made anybody want to do the, stre- do the Patreon anymore. But we did a stretch goal and we're going to honor it where he and I are going to voice act at least part of it together. <laughs> Oh my um, god! He's, he's. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be me, obviously, and then he's gonna be my partner. And That's fantastic. It's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be really fun, at least for like the first couple of like hours, and then after that, I don't know if it's gonna if the uh, if it will just wear off or not. But we're gonna try to do that. We're gonna. I'm gonna try to get a stream schedule together because I've been streaming a little bit more just because I have fun doing it. 
Um, and so I, I want to get a stream schedule together for you guys and try to get something pounded out for this week. But yeah, I, continue, Seth. I apologize for uh, for interrupting with my mystery dungeon habits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not a whole lot. I mean, I'll just be living up to the adjective here because <laughs> yeah. by the time this comes out, I will be walking the streets of Disney World. Playing mm-hmm. Go and catching all of the Disney Pokemon down there. Oh, so, so you're like planning yeah. on going down there. That's yeah, my flight leaves nice. in a matter of hours. That flight can't be that long for you, though. No, right? no, like, no. It's like an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, it's not and even that bad. Yeah. I have been down one time, and the Epcot Center was my favorite thing. Ah, uh, yeah. I've, I've got a couple friends down there who whose car I am probably in right now uh, <laughs> by the time this comes out. And uh, they they live down there. They love having people down and visit. So I've gone several times, and it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, They're I, listeners, too. Hi, guys. Hi. So what are they, <laughs> get, do you have a name? We could do the name. We could do the Hi, Ryan. You know? It'll be fun. Hi, Matt. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, and while we're at it, hi, Mark. Uh, and the, there we go. Um, All right. So just going to get right to doxing Seth's friends. Yep. <laughs> We've hit our quota today of highs. So <laughs> we've um, got it. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing a lot this week, though. Oh, man, I did a lot of Pokemon stuff this week. There's some weeks where I don't do anything and then some weeks where I do too much. And this is one of those weeks where mm-hmm. I did too much. Uh, we streamed last night because I wanted to stream last night on Friday. And we did uh, we did some laddering. I played with today's uh, today's team a little bit just to, just to get a feel for it so I can actually talk about it. Um, and feel somewhat educated because that was, I played, I played like four or five matches and those are my first four or five VGC matches. And with, with the team I sent you? Yeah, or? with that team, with the team you sent me. Yeah. Did you get the gimmick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it very, I mean, <laughs> it was, it was a very good, I mean, I really liked it. I mean, it, it fits my playstyle. It's style really well. powerful. Like, yeah. um, but we, we'll save it. That, we can save it. We can save yeah, it. We'll sure, talk about sure. it later. Uh, but, uh, we, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it was a good time. Um, and then after that, we, we walked into, uh, we switched gears and we did like some Pokemon Coliseum because, uh, th- so I was talking before the show and in, in some of my personal time, I've been playing some Pokemon Leaf Green. And the reason I have Seth isn't because I like torture. Um, it's the, uh-huh. well, maybe a little bit because this might be masochistic. The reason, the reason for being masochistic is probably masochistic. Um, and so the reason is because I want to make a Gen 3 living decks. Oh. And so okay. I want to. And my plans to do my plans to do like a living decks for each generation and then transfer it all to home for funsies. Um, and mm. I'm starting with Gen three instead of starting with Gen one or Gen two. And the reason I'm starting with Gen three is because it takes the longest to transfer all the way up because mm. Gen four you have to deal with Pal Park and that limits you to six a day and it's oh, horribly gosh. it's horribly annoying so like you, you six days so like 386 is that like six. something you can abuse the internal clock uh like i'm not sure i'm not like that savvy i'm hoping to be savvy this is like this is like to get that even like more savvy into the inner workings of pokemon games as well like it's part of the prop part of the process but like yeah but even then like you're still talking like and this is i mean even with the gen 5 transfer you're still talking like so like 386 divided by six you're still talking uh, 65 yeah, so, transfers, 65 right. transfers. So, um, and that's assuming we get everything, which I'm going to try to do. Uh, I'm going to try to do as much as I can because, uh, I'm going to try to get, th- this is actually a call out. If anybody wants to help on that's the listener and you have an old school, like Game Boy Advance, like Game Shark or Action Replay, let me know. We could talk. Um, I'm looking for <laughs> one. Of, I'm, I'm looking for one of those. Um, that way I can get the passes for Naval Rock and, um, and Birth Island and the old sea map, which lets you get Ho-Oh Lugia, um, Mew 
and uh, oh my gosh, what's the other one? Deoxys. Uh, Deoxys. Deoxys. In in the games, so I, I'd be very uh, be very interested if somebody has one and they're willing to talk to me about it. <laughs> Are you telling me you don't have an original event Deoxys cartridge that was available? for like a three hour period in North America. <laughs> so the GBA ones are, are far more difficult because the only place to do those distributions in the, in North America were at the Pokemon center in New York. And though, the, so there's like two cartridges that like ever existed in the U S. Um, so, so like those aren't easy for you to get. Um, now, now when it comes to like, um, DS stuff, don't even talk to me. Like I have, I have like most of the event cartridges that matter in the DS stuff. Um, because, uh, it was a long time ago. I think it was something like, um, something like six ish years, six or seven years ago. Some guy said, Hey, I have all these event cartridges and maybe Puckle could use them. Um, and it looks like it's their time to shine. Uh, because uh, I'll go ahead and use them when I do like the gen four and the gen five living dexes and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm very excited to do that. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm working on a lot of things like that just for funsies. I'm streaming a lot of it to have fun with it. Um, I want to stream the Coliseum thing because Coliseum's fun. And yes, I, I just, is. I just really like playing Coliseum. It's hell to like purify everything, but it's so much fun as a game. Like watching all the animations and stuff. Oh yeah. For me. Oh know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Those get, those animations are really good. But on that note, Let's shift gears and kick it on over to the news. There is some stuff to talk about. So let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. In the news, there's a few things going on. Not much, actually. Um, first of all, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX has come out. Uh, we're not going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about it next week. Um, and it turns out that the reviews weren't that great. <laughs> it was like it was like middle of the road reviews. Um, I think people were expecting more than just like a remake. Right. And I don't know. It's like <laughs> I feel like I feel like people should learn their lesson by now. Like right. I mean. Like in at their best, defense, expect like a tiny DLC episode. Tacked yeah, on the end, you know? in their defense, it, a lot of the other DX stuff have had updates. Like Pokemon Tournament had all the stuff from the arcade and update got new things. Yeah, but like those so, were things. I think that was different. I think Pokemon Tournament was. was different than Rescue Team because like that content existed elsewhere. Mystery Dungeon is not like they were like making content like in Japan only. Exactly on yeah, an arcade that, cabinet. It, but like, yeah, but I, they made it artsy. <laughs> yeah they did and that's kind of fun i mean it was it's all right i mean it's okay i i didn't expect it to do great but it's a mystery dungeon game and if they kept true to the mechanics that were in the original mystery dungeon game i hear those aren't the best um joe merrick is dying on twitter playing it yeah he um, is <laughs> Poor guy. He, he's just like he's like i hate this game and i hate its stupid mechanics <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's just like he's like but i'll do it to catalog it because it's what i do um <laughs> And, and it's truly uh, a man of the people. Oh my gosh, it's it's awful. Um, yes, it's it's fun, but yeah, it, we're going to talk about it more next week uh, and talk about a review of it. Um, I am expecting literally what the review said. Uh, granted, I've never fully played like a mystery dungeon game, and I probably won't play it all the way through by that point. But I'll I'll probably be like halfway through. Yeah. Uh, moving on though, uh, coronavirus hits Pokemon. 
Um, the yeah. 2020 European International Championships that were to be in April have been canceled due to the ongoing coronavirus concerns. Or I guess we should say COVID-19. Well, I'll say COVID-19 so that coronavirus mm, yeah. stock doesn't go down. Um, and <laughs> uh, during the, due to COVID-19 concerns, uh, just everybody wash your hands. Uh, yeah, as a matter just, of fact, they changed the rule rule in quotes yeah. uh, to shake hands with your opponent before and after the game. They good. got rid of that rule in the TCG. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Wash your hands, people. Wash your hands, you dirty people. Um, OK, <laughs> you can't expect nerds to be clean. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, there's no plans to cancel the current uh, North American or World Championships, but we'll see how this goes. I mean, I think this is just a developing situation in the entire yeah. world right now. Um, I mean, because like there's word yeah. about the Olympics possibly being pushed back on top of this. Yeah. So like if the if the Olympics are pushed back, your Pokemon World Championship might be pushed back. Yeah, uh, no kidding. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine like this being like the year somebody got into VGC and was just like, yeah, I'm going to make a run for it. And then like everything's canceled. We're not going to have right. that. Right. Oh, man, that uh, would suck. From this, I actually expect to see more Europeans at the internationals here in north america because that I think is the true, oceania yeah. one is over already unless it's canceled Correct. unless it's canceled unless it's canceled unless it gets canceled here too yeah yeah <laughs> unless be, it gets yeah, canceled be something i mean that the only reason it's not canceled at this point in my in my opinion is that they don't know what's going to happen like once april hits and it's like you said it's a developing situation it's a developing situation life. and so they, i mean everything like the world's pretty much bracing for like end of april like hoping it's over and that that's kind of the hope right now, but it could be it could. I mean, there's no there's no trend right now other than upwards, which is scary. Um, yeah. I would just say wash your hands uh, and just you know go to the doctor if you feel sick. Stop breathing air. No, not that one. Just go to the doctor. <laughs> just go to the doctor if you feel sick. Be responsible. Yeah. That's all. I that's all I we can ask. Listen uh, to more Puckle episodes. You can do that from the safety of your home. Uh, yeah. Hey. We've got 430 more of these. Actually, <laughs> exactly. actually, actually, 431. I forget all the time. There's like a really weird episode in our feed, in our back catalog. That's like, oh, yeah, it's just like a it's a charity episode that we did or something like that. And we didn't nor- number it as like a normal episode for some reason. I don't know why. Hmm. Oh, well, uh, but moving onwards. Uh, for the international, there's a new international championship for or international challenge for April. Uh, so you can do that one from the safety of your own home. It'll be running in the VGC format. The registration is March 26th to April 9th. The event will run from April 10th to 12th. And if you participate, you'll get a great ball guy shirt, not just a regular ball guy shirt, a great <laughs> ball guy shirt. It's blue and it's actually the superior great ball. It's the superior ball guy shirt. So, so go get it. I'm going to play in that. Just because I can. Yeah, honestly, like the international challenges are really cool to have. I wish that they gave out more cha- championship points. I really do too. I well, the thing is, I like I would be a fan if we went to more of a structure like Japan does, because Japan most of Japan stuff's online, and I I would like that just so people because like there's people in rural areas that can't make it to some of these events, and I think I think a lot of the current VGC scene is dependent on how much or how much you're willing to spend on travel. Yeah. And and I, I think that's a barrier to entry that like that's the number one barrier to entry for me. Right. Well, because I don't want to I, I don't want to spend cont- all the money to travel. I would contend that the number one barrier of entry is not having enough tournament organizers 
So you can always convince your friends locally to. I don't think so. I, I I honestly still think it's mostly the travel. <laughs> I think it's mostly. I'm just saying that's what a lot of people do, and they get pretty successful local communities going that way. Yeah, you can get a successful local community, but how many championship points can I realistically get by going to a local community? Uh, not 400. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's the answer. Not 400. Yeah, like a 12 to 30 a month for yeah, each. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you're not going to get a ton um, locally. So you're going to, so you still have to travel, which is the issue again, buried entry road um, trip. Yeah. Road trip for like college kids, but nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pokemon go, because this is the Pokemon go segment uh, has announced a lot of things that, um, a lot, a, a lot, a lot of things. Uh, so first of all, we have a new community day, which is next weekend, March 15th or this weekend, I should say, by the time the show comes out, uh, March 15th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the northern hemisphere and 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. local time, southern hemisphere. Uh, special move hasn't been announced. Um, the, the event is not going to be held due to those public health issues once again in Japan, South Korea or Italy currently. Um, so look forward to more of those cancellations in the future. Um, but uh, it's Abra. Everybody was disappointed. By everybody, I mean only like hardcore Pokemon Go players because they like hardcore Pokemon Go players. I've learned don't have a um, don't have the perspective of a new player. I've learned, right, and right. so like mm-hmm. I mean to get Abra, it's not it's not like an easy task anymore, especially with so many Pokemon. You go walk outside, and you're going to find like ten different species. Of Pokemon right now, and it's, it, it's definitely it, a good time if you haven't played much of the game recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had to actually put in like a starter, like a starter research thing into the game so that you can get like a hundred thousand experience points just for like getting started. So you get to like level twenty automatically, and a Dragonite. What? Yeah, there's like That's a research good. for that. Nice. Uh, it's nice. Um, we probably all did it accidentally already in Pokemon Go. Probably. And uh, and, and it was like, oh, we already had all these things. Who cares? But a person just starting out is going to get like all the way to level twenty just doing these, doing that research, and get a Dragonite at the end of it. So good well, for them. Dang. Yeah. Uh, so Pokemon Go Battle League is providing special encounters with legendary Pokemon until March nineteenth. Because remember those things they used to give you for doing research? Well, now you get Pharaoh Seed. Um, Woohoo! Yeah. Wow. Instead, they give all of you, they give all these Pokemon to you now if you play into their Go Battle League, uh, which uh, is going on until March nineteenth. Darkrai and Giratina are both available. Darkrai is available March 6th through 9th. Giratina is available March 13th through 16th. And Thunderous is op- is throughout the rest of the event. You can you can encounter Thunderous this way. And for those wondering, I believe the Giratina is altered form. It so is altered form, not origin feet. form. Yeah, the one with feetsies. Um, the Go Battle League Season 1 will begin March 13th and run until April 24th. Timber will be starting to be available as a shiny fighting type and is going to appear more often in the wild, which is exciting because I don't have any of those. Um, I don't either. Based upon your rank, you'll have guaranteed encounters as part of your rewards for each battle set. Rank 1 is Metagross, rank 4 is Beldum, rank 7 is Rufflet, and rank 10, the most exciting of rewards because I cannot have enough costume Pikachus, a Pikachu Libre. Um, nice. No, I can't have. I'm done with like hats and costumes on Pikachu. I'm literally done in Pokemon Go. I have ten different hats. I'm curious oh. if they're going to allow those to transfer <laughs> to home. I doubt it. They probably they may just won't. get to home as a regular Pikachu. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Ash hat. Ash hat Pikachu's transfer. Well, so, that's a different thing. That's different. I do agree with that. Those existed in the game. 
this begins with Great Ball League and progress to Ultra Ball rank and finally Master Ball rank during the season. Kind of like the uh, Pokemon Battle Stadium, I believe. Um, until April 1st, Pharaoh Seed is the encounter for weekly research breakthroughs because we're all sad. I'm um, tickled. I like Pharaohs. They're yeah. one of my favorites. Uh, from March 10th through the 12th, strong Pokemon like Skarmory, Swampert, and Shieldon will appear in raids, as well as Cresselia and Registeel. Double Stardust for raid and trainer battles during this time. That's actually like when the show comes out. Um, Shadow Pokemon have been altered so they hit harder, but also have lower defenses to compensate. Uh, Giovanni event will be, have completed by the time this episode airs. <laughs> There's a, there's a there's a Team Rocket event happening actually today. Yep. I want to go play it today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, so, Pokemon Home. Uh, the server was taken down again because it's trying to fix the glitch with uh, receiving Magirna um, being received instead of the original colored Magirna um, for completing the National Dex and Home. Uh, future mm-hmm. update is still needed to repair the issue where the Pokemon Home does not recognize a completed Pokedex and thus it fails to award players original color like Magirna. Um, I'm kind of waiting to like put a National Dex into Home literally until they fix that. Yeah, it's close, I think. Uh, they also fixed the whole thing with hyper training, so that's yes. not an issue anymore. Thank goodness. Yep. So let me get this right. They had had this special Magirna form generated but it was accidentally being given out. No, 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 no. It no. was the opposite. It was not being given out when you completed the National Dex. If you complete yes. it now, if I understand correctly, you will get it if you complete it now. But this is for those people who put it into their home account yep. and did not receive it. So yeah. they're trying to correct that so you get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. they, they, they messed up. They miffed up. Uh, because yeah. it turns out, like, I've been so wary of home, be, and, like, everybody's, like, surprised Pikachu face that this, this, that home is, like, a, a, a bugged application. And I'm just like, does nobody remember 2014? Does nobody remember 2014? Uh, because I, Thatch members, okay, Thatch members when, Thatch po- members, when, when the original Pokemon <laughs> Bank came out and it logged you into the Nintendo network three times and single handedly caused the crash of the Nintendo network over Christmas 2013. Um, it was, uh, it was a bad time. That being said, the surprise trade is actually surprisingly fun. I've yeah. been getting a whole lot of really cool breed jacks that are clearly breed jacks. They're the wrong nature. They've got the wrong IVs. They've got cool egg moves. So it's yeah, been, yeah. that's been kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's been cool. Uh, Pokemon, uh, for, so that's everything for Pokemon news In Puckle news. We'd have a few other things, um, in Puckle news. Uh, we finished our giveaway for po- a copy of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX as well as some DLC. We do have winners. Our winner uh, is Chaos Mage on Twitter uh, for the DX copy. And then I believe uh, Shark Finnegan and Farmer Fox have come up for the DLC. Uh, have won the DLC. So congrats to them. Uh, we'll probably do some more giveaways in the near future because this one went really well. I was really happy with the turnout. So we'll, we'll, probably, we'll probably do something soon. Probably, maybe like April. Let's say April. I like April. Uh, and so also, if you want to, they, we're going to be sh- giving away shiny fossils this week, This not this week, uh, but this month for the patrons at the $10 tier and above, well, $5 tier and above. At the $5 tier, you get to pick one fossil. At the $10 tier, you get to pick whatever shiny fossils, you, or you get all four shiny fossils. Um, and then at the $25 tier, you get access to Puckle Breeder Bot. So what do you care? Um, <laughs> you can You can just make whatever you want. So... Uh, on that note, though, that is everything. We are going to kick things over to the Puckle uh, Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. 
And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. That was really excited. Um, and yes, like they're your co-host. They're not my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the part of the show where we're going to ask Seth and Scrawn as a team to answer five Pokemon themed trivia questions that all come from our Discord server. If you too would like to include your uh, uh, include your questions, just go to our Discord server and drop them in there we really appreciate it and you guys try to stump the co-host every week uh thank you to ruby for curating a list for me to just start pulling questions from every question is worth one point except for the one question that's not it'll be worth two or three depending on how badly you do <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Woo! you guys are you guys have a lifeline that is a hint and if you use, don't use it and you get all the questions correct, you can cash in for an extra point for a possible total of seven points today. You are competing against your fellow co-host in a race to see who gets the 30 points fastest. Whoever gets to those 30 points will get $20 of credit, I don't know, to somewhere. Maybe the Public, maybe Pokemon Center. I haven't decided again yet. But as always, this segment of the show is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for a bunch of really cool anime art. I really love their stuff. Oh, I thought they sold anime and gravy. Uh, no, but it's like it's like anime <laughs> gravy. It's like you know how you like you like to eat gravy. It's like you want to eat their art. By eat it, I mean buy it. That makes sense. That's why they're named. And then that. pour it straight into your mouth. Yeah, I just I want that in my mouth. Um, all right. <laughs> so moving on, our first question, if you guys are ready, is going to come this week from Chams. And he wants to know, what is the only non-flying type Pokemon that learns a roost by level up? This is of all time, all time, not just Sword and Shield Pokemon. <sighs> so what comes to mind, Seth, is mm-hmm. Decidueye, uh, because it's a grass ghost type. However... But I don't know if it has the roost by level up. Yeah, I don't know if it does either. What are other vaguely bird things that are wrong? Uh, uh, Flygon. I don't think that does. Okay. Um, vaguely bird things that are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good descriptor. Mm. This is a... Uh, Decidueye sounds good, but I don't think it gets it from level up specifically. That's the thing. And I know Hydreigon doesn't because it only gained access to Roost again through home. So that's out. Okay. Uh, Togekiss Toga Kiss doesn't because it's flying, so who cares? Um, right. Okay. Hmm. Uh, anything floaty? No. Oh. The lat eyes. Oh. Oh. What about Galarin Farfetched? Maybe. Ooh. I don't one hundred percent know if it even gets roost, but it's worth you know considering. I don't know. Um, I know that. To get a good Corviknight, you had to breed moves from it. I don't remember if Roost was one of those moves. I know that Defog was. Um, I'm going to need an answer. I... Uh, we'll go with your gut on here. this one, Seth. I I think the Farfetch'd slash Surfetch'd is a better one than Decidueye, because I believe that had to be TM. So I would go with one of those before I go with Decidueye. Okay. Because I think it gets something like synthesis or some other grass recovery move, not roost. So is Farfetch'd your final answer? Gal- or Galarian Farfetch'd? Specifically, uh, yeah. Scrawn, you good with it? Sure. Uh, we'll go with Galarian Farfetch'd. Galarian Farfetch'd is unfortunately incorrect. The answer is actually, and you're going to kick yourself, Dunsparce. What? 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's a Pokemon that exists. <laughs> In true Tsuchinoko fashion, it has disappeared from our mind's eye. Dunsparce is, gets uh, Roosevelt level up, but that's okay. You guys can get this next question, maybe. I'm not going to kick myself too that hard That question that. made me feel like a Dunsparce. Right, <laughs> right. Question number two comes from Liger. What region has the largest in-game population number of PCs? That's what we're talking about. NPCs. Number of NPCs. What region has the largest in-game number of NPCs? Oh, it's got to be Unova. Because um, Castilia and all the people running around. I'm trying to think of any way to break that argument, and I can't think of one. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's not going to be Alola, because there's actually only 12 people there. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's going to be Unova because they kind of made a big deal out of like, look at how big we can push the regular DS cartridge. I mean, I think maybe Kanto would have a running shot because of all the people in the Saffron building and stuff. Eh. But like, uh, let's just go through each. Gen 4. No, not Gen 4. I, I, f- I feel like 5 is a very good, very good option. Yeah, I'm comfortable. So Unova is your final answer? Yeah. Unova is correct. It has 949 NPCs. What? Yeah, because yeah. they've got a lot of people walking around the like friend crap yeah. and all that kind of stuff that are NPCs. Yeah, so Unova is correct. You guys are one for two. You're doing all right. That's a failing grade, Thatch. You still have three questions to go. You still have three <laughs> questions to go. Let's aim for a B minus, Seth. <laughs> I got it. Our next question is a Pokedex entry, as always. Um, this next one comes from Kettinglinga. It's Pokemon White Pokedex entry reads, Its auditory sense is astounding. It has a radar-like ability to understand its surroundings through slight sounds. Who's that Pokemon? It's White entry. Uh, this is Gen 6. Gen Gen 5, Pokemon White. It could be anything 5 and below. Radar-like ability. Its auditory sense is astounding. It has a radar-like ability to understand its surrounding through slight sounds. Wouldn't that be Audino? That was the first thing that jumped to my mind, but I don't... I'm not positive, because I don't know if Audino is like... it. I know that, like, Clefable had some similar gimmick, where it's, like, super sensitive to to sound. Yeah, yeah, but it usually talks about running away from people. Audino has odd in its name, which is literally, like, sound. Yeah. I feel more comfortable with Audino. The only other things I can think of are maybe... I mean, what are what are other noise-based things? It's not going to be the Neuvern line, because that's a generation early. Explode. But that's just talking about how loud it is, not radar. Wismer talks about crying, and it actually covers its own ears, so it doesn't even hear really well in the first place. Anything else with big ol', big ol flippity-floppity ears? Um... Uh... <laughs> I really, if this was Gen 6, I would have made a Dickersby's though joke. <laughs> Dickersby. Dickersby um, I feel like Audino is probably... Yeah, let's go with it. Audino is correct. Yes. You guys are two for three. You're improving your score. Um, So our next question is going to be a multiple answer question. There's going to be more than one answer. There are going to, in fact, be uh, one, two, three, four, five answers here. So the way we're going to work this is for every two answers you give me, you get one point. And if you get all five, you get three points as a redemption for missing the question number one. Ooh. Um, this question is from Farmer Fox. 
And he wants to know which non-flying Pokemon evolutionary lines can have the early bird ability. Okay. Actually, you get one point for Pokemon you an- Pokemon line you answer. So I am pretty sure we have a head start here because it's Houndour, Houndoom. That's one point. Okay. I will. I will give you. Um. I'll. I'll give you. Um. Six total guesses. I'll give you six. Or you can. You can be wrong three times. That's how it's gonna work. We can be wrong three times. Okay. You can be wrong three times. Uh, early bird. That's a. Uh, that's yeah. A I just one. happen to know that because like Houndoom used to be my favorite Pokemon. You have one point so far. If you get two more, you get two more points, and then we'll just call it quits. Okay. Or you can call. You can always use the hint as well. I mean, we can. That is true, and we've gotten a question wrong, so we can't get the bonus. And I feel like we'll be pretty comfortable at stats. So give us, yeah, give us a hint. Let's uh, let's do the hint. Okay, the hint is going to be um, actually. So one of these Pokemon is from Gen One. It's a normal type. One of these is are two of these are from Gen Two. One's a normal type. The other one normal with something else type. I'll say, and the other one's a grass type. And then there's one from Gen 3. It's a three-stage line that's a grass type. Gen 3, grass type. Gen 1, normal. Gen 2, normal and something else. And grass. Gen 3, grass. Uh, I feel like one of them is the shift tree line. That is correct. That's two points. You get you, get, you still have three strikes, so... So it's a Gen 1 normal. Gen 1 normal. Gen Can two. I discuss with that uh, with uh, Seth without uh, submitting an answer? Uh, yeah. If you, yeah, just tell me when you want to submit it. Okay. So, Seth, I'm thinking Raticate. What do you know about Raticate? I was kind of feeling that one. I can't really... Because it's Gen 1 normal types. Like, let's just name this out real quick. The Ratata line, Snorlax. It's not going to be that one. It used to be a lot of other stuff, but they all kind of got switched to fairy type. Yeah. We're talking about current typing. Tauros is another normal one. Oh, yeah, but that has Intimidate, Anger Point, and... And something else. Yes, it's not Early Bird. I feel like Raticate is a good option. Yeah. Okay, we are submit that as a guess. Yeah, Raticate. Raticate's incorrect. That's one strike. One strike. Drat. Okay, uh, let's let's look at these normals. So let me let me just define here. You said for normal, or for Gen 2, rather, there's one normal type and one normal type plus something else. No, no, right? no, I know. It's a normal type plus something else, and then, a scra- and then a grass type. And then a grass type. Yeah. But in Gen 1, it's the monotype normal? Yes. Okay, and we're dismissing that. I mean, I only need one answer for many of these. Oh, Kangaskhan. Kangaskhan. Yeah, it's gotta be Kangaskhan. Maybe, maybe. Hang on. I think you're right. Because it has Scrappy, and then it probably has another terrible ability like Early Bird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, what are the other pure normals in Gen 1? We've got Tauros. We've got Kangaskhan. Chansey. Chansey, it's not that. Because that's either Serene Grace or um, Healer. Oh, uh, pfft, natural Cure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Brain. We've still got two guesses, right? Yes. Let's just submit Kangaskhan. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, let's do it. Kangaskhan is correct. That gives you all three Sweet. Um, points that you can get. The other two Pokemon that you had you didn't get were Girafferig and the Sunkern slash Sunflora lines. Oh, thank God we didn't have to guess those. <laughs> right. Those are better left forgotten. So those are the Pokemon that can get early bird. You guys got three points on that question. So now you guys are five for four. 
Your next question is question number five. And as always, it is a base stat question. So you need to let us know the uh, answer to the Pokemon of the question. Uh, this is from Polly Woe, which is a fun name. And I really appreciate it. <laughs> which not fully evolved Pokemon has the highest base attack stat? Um, wouldn't it be Trapinch? No, it's 100. Yeah, Trapinch's attack stat is 100, but that's really high for a Because it's the same as Flygon. Yeah. I mean, if you want higher than that just off the bat, um, Dublade has 110. So that's that immediately defeats that. So Dublade's our front runner. Uh, Vigoroth, maybe? I'll tell you, I'll tell you it's a base 130. Base 130 for a not fully evolved. (sighs) Um, what are some just obscenely powerful, maybe fighting types or something like that? Like, right. (laughs) Conkelder is 140. But, yeah, Girder's not up there. I don't think Girder's up there. Uh, nothing from Gen 1, really, I don't think. Um. Not from Gen 2. I'm trying to think in terms of, yeah, I'm trying to think in terms of OU, like what? Gen 3, it was only Hariyama and Metacham. Yeah. But Metacham got its, gets its attack stat from pure power. Yeah, Metacham's attack is garbage. <laughs> so is Azumarill. Or uh, Lucario, but no. Riolu wouldn't be viable. Absolutely not. Riolu's a baby, first of all, and Lucario has base 110 attack as opposed to 115 special okay. attack. So looking at Gen 5... Um, I feel like it would be Gen 5-ish, because there were some fun stat distributions there. I'm gonna need an answer here soon. Yeah, yeah, big, big ugly physical attackers. Do you know Vigoroth's attack stat, It's not 130, I don't think, because Vigoroth would be used more (laughs) if it was 130, Right. I think. Mm. This Pokemon isn't Sword and Shield. That cancels out Vigoroth, um... (laughs) Hmm. Uh, gosh, this is a hard one. G- this give is a us hard mercy. One. <laughs> and like in Sword and Shield narrows it down to four hundred. It doesn't necessarily mean debuted in right, Sword and Shield. Right, right, right. Um, it did not debut in Sword and Shield. If it makes you feel it feel better, did not debut in Sword and Shield. Okay, we're getting there. Uh, <laughs> Fracture is now is still in the running. It's a dual type. It's a dual type. Fracture is no longer in the running. No more head stats. We can do this. <laughs> I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Oh, 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 oh my God. Rhydon. Rhydon. Maybe. Is that your final answer? I don't know. Yes, it's our final answer. Take it me. is because I'm done. I'm done waiting. And that is correct. It is Rhydon with the base 130. Okay, phew. The next highest is actually Cranidos. So that's 127. What? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but on that note, uh, that gives you guys six points for today. So that does change up our standings overall. So let me go ahead and get this updated with six points because uh, we're gonna have a three-way tie in this, in a place. Um, so Scrawn gets that many, Seth gets that many, and it does it does affect the standings. Woo! So let's go ahead, click the sort sheet. So in first place, we have Linian with nineteen points. In second place, we have Sigma with 15 points. In third place, we have Seth Vilo with 11 points. In fourth place, we have Whimsicott with 10. In a three-way tie for fifth place, we have Sublime, P. McGee, and Scrawn with nine points. Nine points. We are on our way. In eighth place, we have Dr. Shamu with six. In ninth place, we have Jushiro with five. And in tenth place, we have Basket with four. Party, party. 
Dr. Shamu does need to to chill out a little bit on the trivia because normally he's so high up there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is going to be it for this segment of trivia. We are going to take a short break and we'll be right back at you with the topic. And this week, since we don't have a new iTunes review, we're going to go ahead and pull one from our YouTube comment section where it's actually not toxic. And this week we have a comment from AJ Firetree. Just wanted to say I've been listening for a long time and I appreciate everything you guys do. I look forward to the episodes every week. Thumbs up. Thanks a lot for that, AJ Firetree. And if you want to leave us a comment, we will read it on the show. Uh, Comment, iTunes reviews, anything. On that note, though, we're going to kick things off over to the topic. And welcome to the topic. I'm welcoming everybody to each of these segments individually. And the topic today is going to be Pokemon spinoff games. We'd like to see have kind of a rejuvenation like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX, but better, maybe. Uh, I, I feel like I don't know that better is even something we can request anymore. I feel like this is just something I've given up on. You know, like, that's a constant struggle. I feel like it's just a matter of, like, one in ten games is just going to be better than, like, everything else. But they'll outside shine everything else that's really so much that expectations are raised, you know? I don't know anymore i just like out of the pokemon company i'm gonna be completely honest i don't expect much like my my expectation level has been set so low that anything will amaze me at this point because until this game was announced until pokemon mystery dungeon dx was announced i thought spinoff games were dead period yeah i thought they were just like we're gonna put spinoff games on mobile and that's it because they were really hyping up pokemon masters which ended up being um i won't call it a flop but not as successful as everybody thought it was gonna be that's what i'll call Mm -hmm. it because it was uh yeah it was a time that was pokemon masters for you <laughs> but yeah i don't know i in terms of spinoff games like we we did have like the golden age we were talking about that briefly earlier about how like there's that golden age between like gen 3 and gen 4 of spinoff oh, games fantastic times i mean let's put that in quotes because there were some missteps like pokemon dash uh that <laughs> nobody should ever play like, there's no reason to ever play Pokemon Dash. Tell me why somebody should play Pokemon Dash, Scron. Tell me why somebody should play it. It's fun to race. It's not. Not not, not with those mechanics. <laughs> that means you haven't played Pokemon Dash. You know, okay, as a kid who's probably eight years old, which is, I think, the age I was when Pokemon Dash came out. That sounds about oh, right. Word. And you're looking at, you know, Target's old display of video games and you see pokemon dash and you you're, you're just about to be bought a, a ds it was a fantastic starter game for a lot of people that also disappointed a lot of people but <laughs> you know in the stores like when you're buying it like it seemed like a good idea and that's the best i will ever say about pokemon dash it seemed like a good idea I didn't realize we'd have a marketing class in our Puckle episode today. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just like children are dumb. They will buy Pikachu. That's what I oh, heard. Well, That's what I just heard. <laughs> well, I, I bought it for Munchlax, but you know. That's there true. You well, they I I do have to say like those two years, like that gap was phenomenal in terms of like marketing because they did a really good job oh, like yeah. hyping up Pokemon by like, hey, look at this Pokemon that you can't get yet. Hey, look at this Pokemon you can't get yet. Aren't they cool? And then on yeah. top on top of that, they were all kind of already related to Pokemon that already existed, um, which is something that doesn't yeah. happen very much. Doesn't yeah. happen like at all anymore. I think the last time we last time we got that was Sylveon. That was the last time we got anything like that. It was Sylveon, and that was only because it was a marketing for the fairy type. And right. 
They, Gen 4 was the last time that they were just like, yeah, we're going to tack on evolutions. And I think maybe kind of rightfully so. Just minus, I think they did a really good job with um, with regional evolutions. I think that's a fantastic way to bring that back. It makes it makes a lot of sense, yeah. I thought that was a fantastic way to bring that back. Mix in Darwinian evolution with Pokemon evolution. <laughs> well, I, I mean, they just came up with a, like, they kind of put themselves in a corner with Eviolite. And that you can't just start tacking on evolutions to Pokemon or then they become Eviolite accessible and then you get things that could be broken, which yeah. are not fun. I mean, they did that multiple times anyway. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, but it can be worse. <laughs> it, could you? Okay. So like you take, take, for example, Shuckle. What if Shuckle oh. got an evolution? Oh, boy. Yeah. Then Shuckle can hold the Eviolite. Think about that. Eviolite Shuckle. Tell me how that works. It takes one damage from everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So just throwing that out there. It could be worse. I mean, Rhydon's not bad. Dusclops isn't bad. Um, I, I'm not mad with the current Eviolite users that uh, that quote-unquote abuse it. <laughs> maybe maybe Chansey, but that's about it. Even then, yeah. Chansey's not that bad. Right. Uh, and Knockoff exists to really balance a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Granted, Knockoff saw like a very dro- large drop-off in Gen 8. Not anymore. Now that Home's back. Okay, about spinoffs. What are we looking at? Well, it depends. What spinoffs did you like? I think Pokemon Ranger is the one that everybody goes back to, and they say they want like remakes of that. I like the first Pokemon Ranger, and I think that if they tried to bring Pokemon Ranger back, it will, just simply wouldn't work because how the Switch oh, yeah. works, and no one exactly. wants to use the touchscreen on their Switch. <laughs> I, I only yeah. think I think you do a touchscreen. You have to like do some kind of thing where like you draw with the stick, and I feel like that's a very un- that'd be really uncomfortable. That's a very then- unpleasant experience. <laughs> it's a very unpleasant experience the ds is where pokemon ranger is just consigned to for eternity yeah it's stuck there forever uh do not try to get it on the switch i think pokemon ranger yeah. is like the biggest one the one that i really want to see like I, I don't know if we could classify like stadium as a spinoff but that th- would i would count it as a spinoff because it's kind of its own yeah. separate world and entity one i think i think minigame should come back yeah like if honestly if they if they were to drop right now if like they were just like Hey, Thatch, by the way, we dropped all of the mini games from Pokemon Stadium on your Switch for $20. I'd go, yeah, I've played all these, but I'll give you 25 And they're just like, that's not how yeah. haggling works, Thatch. And I go, yeah, but... You're right. I want that. <laughs> I want this. I I think that in itself would be worth it to me. I would also... I mean, honestly, what I think they should do, because they're already going the DLC route, right, with Pokemon. I, I think mm-hmm. it would be really cool. Maybe just a separate application. You don't even have to do anything too, super fancy, but like it's a download only game. I, I thought they could do this really well with like the Wii U, like a download only game, but then the Wii U bombed. <laughs> Where you have some like battle facilities on this game and you can get some extra battle points and stuff like it just from playing on the Wii or not on the Wii, uh, on the Switch now. And I thought that would be a really interesting way to like bring back the Battle Frontier, but keep it from people who don't want it if you're thinking people are scared. And it's a really good way, honestly, to test the sales of how much people actually want a Battle Frontier, which I think is higher than Game Freak wants to admit. I think a lot of people want like a post-game challenge like that. And I think that would be very fun to get, especially now because the Battle Tower is awful now. Yeah. It's way worse than it used to be. I mean, it doesn't help that you can like bring legendaries in and stuff now. That's true. Oh, my God. It also doesn't help that the only elite trainer is Leon. Yeah, it, it's awful. I don't know how they made Battle Tower, Battle Tree, Battle Mason, everything worse, but they did. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was just like, oh, can we get a worse battling facility? And the answer is uh, yes, apparently. 
I, I didn't think <laughs> I just I just didn't think that was possible. Um, granted, I think they supplemented it really well because their online is way more intuitive than it used to be. And I think jumping onto like battle spot singles and the rewards are much better for or not battle spot, but battle stadium singles and battle stadium doubles. I think both of those rewards are far better and it's just much better to jump online and have fun over there. Mm-hmm. I, I think they did a very good job there. But I, I think it would be really fun to like put, I mean, even just like Pokemon Stadium done. Or like, okay, hear me out. Um, Pokemon Stadium, but just the mini games for parties. Honestly, I'd be really into it. Like an entire game that says Pokemon mini games. Honestly, you could do Mario Party, but Pokemon. And I think that would do really, really well. <laughs> Like, okay, so so we all, like, the community exploded with Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival and how it was awful and garbage, and I think it was because they did it with the wrong franchise that hadn't seen a game in, like, four years, and then you ha- were, like, locked into Amiibo. I think you could pull off Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival with a Pokemon coat of paint if you put in yeah. the Pokemon Stadium minigames and maybe a couple new minigames. I, I think you could honestly pull it off. You just go, okay, everybody has to own a Pokemon Amiibo. And you go have like Pokemon Amiibo blind boxes mm. and people eat that up. Like I just printed Pokemon a ton of money right now. You did. Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> did. I, because I think I think that would go over way better because this is a game that comes out every year for people. It's a really good spinoff. I, I, I mean, I think this return to Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX is a very good return to form, even though there are some criticisms and people are giving it such that it's like too much of the same. But I, I think... I would honestly, even if they want to do too much of the same, I think just honestly relaunching Pokemon Stadium 2 or Pokemon Stadium 1, letting me play the mini games. I think it'd be really cool to do a Gym Leader Castle too. I really think that would be really fun. Uh, granted, we've mm-hmm. kind of got that in game with like the tournament. The World Tournament in Black 2? No, no, no. No, the tournament in Sword and Shield. Oh. At the end of Sword yeah, and Shield. Go face off against the Gym Leaders and everything yeah. if you've completed oh, right, the post right, game. right, right, yeah. The best place to farm money mm-hmm. if you have the Meowth. But I, I don't know. The other thing that I really liked for Pokemon Stadium that we don't have now is when you got Pokemon that were choices. I guess that's not really a thing anymore in Pokemon, now that I think about it. Like Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee, Albanite, Kabuto, um, stuff like that. Things and the starters. Because like if you beat the Gym Leader Castle in the original Pokemon Stadium, you get a gift Pokemon at the end. And you would get like, you, it would be a random starter, fossil, or like Hitmon. And I think a Psyduck, if I'm not mistaken, because Jinichi Masuda. Those those were fantastic though. I I really think that if they brought something back like that, anything where you can like go get Pokemon that are hard to get, I think is yeah. always a plus. And it's just something that isn't really a thing anymore, you know? Because mm. I, I, I'm thinking about it. I don't know other than the starters that there was ever like a choice for us in this game. I mean, there's some like version exclusive stuff, which I think is boring and lazy. That's a version of a choice, I would say, and that's all. Yeah, but that's a bad one. Like, I want an in-game choice. Yeah. I want a, I want an in-game choice, not a, not like a, you chose score bunny. Yeah. Um. Here, have a sobble. No, I, I, I mean, I really like it. I love that home has like things like, hey, you hit X amount of goals. Here's a free Pokemon. I love. I think that. that's cool. I love that. I want to be able to do that. Uh, and I think they can do it in Pokemon Stadium remake and. Even then, like, I don't know what a Pokemon Stadium remake actually brings back other than, like, here's some battle facilities, because that was the big thing. Like, the whole reason for Pokemon Stadium was, like, hey, you can have 3D models, which we have now, right? Yeah. But it would be really cool to see, like, Pokemon Stadium X or whatever. I, I'll say it again. I, there's the bingo card. It, it would be really cool. I'm, yeah, I, I want it. I would love a battle place. Just, like, a battle place in a separate application, I think, works out really well with mini games. Just mini games, please. 
<laughs> that's just what you want is just mini games you just want mini games on top mini of your actual thing yeah mini- <laughs> that's all Dude, i've heard you say right. and it's all it's a little bit yes. the mini games are the best they are and it's so cool like imagine mario party but pokemon yes so, i think that's the best idea fun little trivia outside of our trivia segment but did you guys know that the same people who made coliseum slash scale of darkness which is genius sonority made pokemon trozai yeah, and then Pokemon Shuffle. And that's all they've done. Yeah. Yeah. And like I'm wondering why they aren't being hired for more stuff, you know? Like maybe Trozai wasn't the best project to put them on, but you know, given that they released two successful adventure games. I don't know if they were successful or not. I don't know if Coliseum and XD are because like we're in a bubble. And Coliseum and XD yeah. were fantastic. If we're talking about remakes of spin-offs, quote unquote, that we want, I think Coliseum and XD like hands down need them. Because yeah. I would love to see, I would love to just see like an updated version of Coliseum, just like models, just like make the models pretty. Let's go. Let's play the exact <laughs> same game. I don't need anything else because Gen 8 is also like a really good time to do it, in my opinion, because that's it. Gen 3 was the time where you were also cut off from past games. And this was looking for a way to help you fill up your Pokedex from those mm. past games. And I think this would be a wonderful way to do I that. Think- Another thing about Gen 8 specifically is that they kind of opened themselves up to being able to do a lot more in the way of spinoff with official, mm-hmm. like, whatever you want to call it, Game Freak support, because yeah. they don't have to dedicate their time to building an entirely new game. They're doing it in DLC. So they have a lot more freedom in other spinoff things that they can do during that time if they're not having to do a full release of a full new game. That's the thing, because I think Game Freak's been more involved with spin-offs as of late. Like, I think I think DX is the first time where they weren't really hands-on in a mm-hmm. very long time. Because Gen 7, Gen 6, like, everything through there, I think Game Freak's kind of, like, had their had their hands in the honeypot a little yeah. bit. And th- this would be, it would be very interesting to see, like, I want to say, quote-unquote, first-party Pokemon spin-offs. Yeah. I, I think there's, it'd be an interesting concept. I mean, we obviously have Detective Pikachu 2, Electric Boogaloo coming out at some point. And I, I don't know when that's coming out. I mean, that's that's a that's a sequel to a spinoff. So I don't know if this is like their new direction. I wonder if Mystery Dungeon DX was them like testing the waters to see if like there's still interest in getting spinoff games. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll get Mystery Dungeon Gen Eight. Yeah, yeah Mystery. Dun- I don't know if I want Mystery Dungeon Gen Eight. I'm gonna be completely honest. Oshawott does. Everyone does, except you. I I don't know. I to be fair, I'm not the right person to ask because I'm not like yeah. a huge Mystery Dungeon person. And I have, like, I've played, like, a little bit, but not a lot. And I the need... The Super it. Mystery Dungeon kind of ruined it for me. The yeah. Super Mystery Dungeon was really bad. After the first dungeon, when I got a Salamence recruited, I was just like, no, this does not have the level of difficulty that I yeah, yeah at this stage of my life, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was absolutely um, horrible. I, like, I, I just... That one was really bad. Because, like, they, they took you through this tutorial, then they gave you, like, an easy mode button... And it was just like, ugh, it was done so badly. <laughs> I wish it wasn't garbage. I, I hear this one's very grindy, which is upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they kind of are in that sense because it takes a lot of times for you to RNG your way through yeah. dungeons if you want specific things. That's just kind of how they operate. So mm-hmm. uh-huh. I'm surprised that we haven't really seen like a tycoon style Pokemon game. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've seen any in that genre. And it seems to be like kind of cheap to make something in the tycoon genre but also like profitable so you, you think that they tried making something like that you know how would you do that though okay so this is an idea i had like 
maybe three minutes ago. And it's, (laughs) what if you, there was a game where you're a restaurateur in Lumio City and you're trying to build up your restaurant to five stars. Stuff like that. Like you customize it inside of your restaurant. You go out and you buy supplies for the day with your Pokemon. You do other Pokemon related stuff that I haven't quite, you know, posited into the equation yet. But, you know, I feel like it could work. (laughs) I mean, that plus Maybe. maybe like... Zoo Tycoon. I don't know. That seems like you're caging Pokemon, and that's something. Not, you're not like against. Zoo Tycoon. <laughs> not like Zoo Tycoon. Like you know. I don't know. I don't think that would work out that well. Personally, I, I don't. I yeah, don't think that would work out that well. I mean, we can't rule anything out, but uh, it could be fun. But I don't think it, it would could happen. be. But I don't think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's excited for the next Let's Go? Let's Go. Meryl and whatever. That's if a it isn't Let's Go Girafferig, I'm not biting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let's just get that straight off the off the bat. <laughs> I'm gonna be completely yeah. honest. I think Let's Go is just dead. I don't think it's. I kind of again. agree because if you look at the sales numbers for Let's Go, it was like this initial burst and then it died. And I think yeah. that yep. I think TPCI recognized that because especially if you look at like the Sword and Shield sales numbers, like I'm excited to see the sales numbers at the end of this year. This was like blown right. away best pokemon <laughs> games since gold and silver yeah it beat every record oh my gosh sword and shield did incredibly well yeah it did incredibly incredibly well and i think the dlc is just going to help push that farther yeah also it's got like the best attach rate for dlc uh they did a poll and they asked like how and they figured out like what like percentage 80%? of people are, it was 90 it was like 90 percent yeah. are just like yeah i'm gonna get it and yeah <laughs> and i was just like wow oh my gosh yeah, that I mean, that's a good sign that we're probably getting that second DLC, which is good. All right. I know we've had this conversation before in the past, and some of the listeners will remember it. But I feel like this is a good topic to kind of bring it up again. Um, I'm hoping that with Temtem being out as a competitor, kind of, that when that sees more development, it will kind of light the fire under Pokemon. We might see some, you know, okay, more okay. open world development, even more. Wait, wait, one sec, one sec. I'm gonna, um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewind the clock, real quick. Okay, um, we're gonna rewind the clock. The year is, um, the year is 2013, and we're sitting down, we're doing a podcast, and we go. I'm kind of hoping with Yokai Watch coming out. That it kind of lights a fire <laughs> underneath Pokemon because now they have a competitor to really yeah. start to do things. And then we all realize it's a failure. So, How do you light a fire behind the number one selling anything franchise <laughs> yes. in the world? I'm not saying it's a bonfire, Seth. I'm saying, like, it's a fire. You know, it could be like a light. It's a match. Pokemon is the number one brand, like, put brand, mar- yeah. whatever you want to call it, in the world. Yes. You don't, you don't, what? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think Temtem, a game started on Kickstarter that doesn't even have that doesn't even have a quest manager in the game yet is going to be is going to light a fire under Pokemon. If anything, Pokemon's lighting a fire under Temtem. Temtem, exactly. You know, you we, know I, I hear you, like but the following mechanics. I'm just you know, saying I haven't played the game myself, but, you know, I've seen some positive, you know, responses to it. I'm just saying I've heard this before and it won't uh, happen. I'm keeping an open mind, you know, like I, I've been I around the block so many times to the market, you know, and what people want. Do you? Because I don't know if that's true. I think if, if I was going to argue that they respond to the market at all, you'd have to argue that bring back national decks people actually affected the DLC, right? 
Right. Which which may or may not be true. I don't know. They would never tell me. I mean, they also responded to the market of Let's Go by having Pokemon in the wild. Well, I think that the North American and European audience of Pokemon impacts the development of the game absolutely infinitesimally. I think that it's the domestic Japanese market that the developers cater to. Uh, yes and no. I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree with that entirely. Especially now with uh, with them actually bringing on non Japanese staff like James Turner, who directed the art of Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield. So I, I think the international audience means more means more to them than you give them credit for. I would say that's probably true for Nintendo, but maybe not Game Freak at this point. Because if you look at the sales numbers, like the sales numbers aren't all from Japan. They sold 16 million units and it's like 3 million in Japan. So if they want to sell, you know, an additional 13 million units, they have to care about what everybody else is thinking. Right. You have to do right. that. That's just marketing. <laughs> That's just marketing. It's sort of, you know, like, I'm not so much doing it as a numbers thing. I'm just sort of doing it as a cultural thing. And yeah, I, I don't I don't think you can I don't think you can observe everything as a as a cultural thing, though, in, the, in this context, uh, especially with the largest international franchise ever. Sure. I don't think you can do that, because if it is the largest international franchise ever, they want it to be the largest international franchise ever. And Wouldn't I, that be Disney, though? No, the answer no, is actually Pokemon beats Pokemon's it. B- bigger than Disney. What? Yep. Nobody, nobody realizes this. Like, Pokemon. Yeah. This is why everybody was upset with national decks. They're just like, wait, you can't. You only have 150 people working on Pokemon, but you're like Disney, and you're, yeah. So just keep that in mind. More, more to think about. Maybe like every single Disney-owned product lumped together. together. Yeah, maybe might beat it out, but maybe. maybe. But even maybe. then, it's a competition. Yeah, it's closer than it should be. Yeah, <laughs> those Caterpie plushes fly off the shelves. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, in terms of we can go back to that spinoff, <laughs> spinoff thing. I, I mean, this is an interesting market. I think they they're looking at. I really think the Mystery Dungeon DX like surprise announcement that we got like two months ago was literally them going, "Hey, let's try this out again. Let's see what happens." And I'm hoping Mystery Dungeon doesn't doesn't fail uh, in that regards. Also, yeah. I did look up the I did look up the number of copies that were sold for Coliseum just so we can see if it was successful, quote unquote. And oh, no. I, the times are just different. So, like, there's no way to really tell. First, Pokemon Coliseum was the best-selling game on po- on Amazon.com in 2004, That when it was released. In the first week of the release of the United Kingdom, it boosted the GameCube's market share from 16% to 32%. Holy so it, moly. Yeah, right? Wow. Uh, it was the best-selling GameCube game of May 2004 and 14th among all consoles. In 2005, it, the game was certified as part of Nintendo's Player Choice line in North America, representing at least 250,000 copies sold. So why did we not see more? Uh, well, so so we did. We did see more Coliseum. It was called XD Gale of Darkness. Yeah, but like, surely that did well. Uh, we'll find out in a minute. I haven't figured this out. Uh, I feel like that's just a novelty that didn't exist at that time, though. And that's kind of what, what it was, was an outlet for that to have big Pokemon bigger than your tiny little Game Boy screen on your TV. And we don't need that anymore. Yeah. So one, it was a console Pokemon RPG, which had never happened. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that that's that's the big thing to remember. And we don't have that anymore. And then on top of that, I'm not so much looking as like now, but like, why did they go from that to Pokemon Trozai? I don't know. It's probably that's, that's I my think question. It, like, why didn't they keep the train rolling? Mobile. You know? So so the answer is Gale of Darkness. Like Coliseum did well. They did Gale of Darkness as a follow up. The problem is Gale of Darkness took the tones, like the gritty tones of X or of Coliseum, and rolled them back real hard. 
and it uh, it did not do as well because of the less grittiness. Yeah, it just didn't do as well. It didn't sell as well. That's what I mean. Looking at reviews from 2005, it's getting like four out of tens and stuff like that. But it's so good. It's okay. I don't know if I would say like it, it was the greatest game, but it was. I mean, we're Pokemon fans. Again, we live in an echo chamber when it comes to this stuff. That's true. <laughs> game we should get though, Pokemon Pinball. We should get a review. Yes, Pokemon. Pin- I, I'm honestly With the Rumble into it. sticks, dude. I'm I'm super into the idea of just getting a Pokemon Pinball. Like uh, it could be a new one, it can be an old one. Pokemon Pinball, though, all the way. You know, I'm just saying you can keep your Giovanni, your Lysander, your Cyrus. I'm gonna stick with my Evis and Greville bosses. Bosses so evil they have it in the name. I'm just saying I don't know that XD Gale of <laughs> Darkness did as well. I just don't think it did well. I'm sorry that I'm sorry to crush your dreams, but apparently it just didn't sell well. No, it is okay. My dreams are crushed. On I think Battle Revolution also did garbage too. Well, that's not even genius sonority. They don't like kind of like imported the assets over, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. They made that game with like different graphics. I completely agree. Like. They probably paid that voice announcer. You know the announcer I'm talking yep, about? Yeah. Yep. Battle Revolution. He, he did a lot. <laughs> he did a he lot. Did. He did. He I did. That. I want, let's bring that guy back. <laughs> Just announce over everything in Pokemon from now on. Uh, that Revolution, <laughs> Revolution on the Wii only sold 1.2 million copies. Wow. Yikes. Yikes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this is a good place to stop. And we'll ask everybody else what spinoffs they'd like to see come back. We are going to take a short break and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. Hey guys, Seth Philo cutting in to tell you about something awesome that I've been absolutely loving. Vite Ramen. If you guys know me, you know I have a borderline noodle addiction and part of that love has always been a guilty pleasure for ramen. Well, Vite Ramen is ramen, but get this, it's actually good for you. You heard me right. The guys at Vite Ramen have spent years making ramen that's nutritionally complete, and I absolutely adore it. Each bowl has 30 grams of protein, which is more than your average protein shake, 7 grams of fiber, all 27 key vitamins and minerals that you need, and most importantly, tons of awesome flavor. Oh yeah, and did I mention it still only takes 4 minutes to prepare? It's basically still instant ramen. You can head over to VitRamen.com and pick up soy sauce chicken, garlic pork, and my favorite, vegan miso flavors, as well as handy utensils and other such stuff. And here is the coolest part. At checkout, enter code PUCKLE and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's P-U-C-L, all caps, for a whopping 10% off. Anyway, I gotta get back to rating, and you've got a show to finish. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome back to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 356, Dusclops, the Beckon Pokemon. The Pokemon Shield entry in the Dex reads, It seeks drifting Will-o'-the-Wisps and sucks them into its empty body. What happens inside is a mystery. Ooh, that's a Dusclops. You know, like, that's, that's foreboding. It's like, what goes on? You know? Dusclops has nothing going for it, but it's defenses, which are both space 130. It has yeah. a cool move pool, too. It does have a decent move pool. It does have a de- decent move pool. Dusknor, Dusknor back in Gen 4, 
was actually really fun because of its move pool. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, Eevee Light came out in Gen 5, which made Dusclops better than Dusknoir. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're only doing defenses and that's yeah. all you need, as opposed to being able to respond back, it's good. It's arguably one of the best pain split users because of its super low HP. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very good, though. I, I really like it for the Eevee Light. But this is a team this week that we have uh, Scrawn, Scrawn sources from us from the... Uh, give, it, give the name and tell, tell people where it's from. This is the first place team from the midseason showdown that took place the Sunday of Collinsville Regionals. It was the first Battle Series 3 VGC team to ever be in a competitive setting. And so this is the first place team from that. I sourced it from my friend. His name is William Jackson, and his Twitter is at snooze underscore 22. He's really, really good at Pokemon. <laughs> He's gotten first place with this team three times now. And this and at the MSS at Collinsville is out of 77 people. So it's definitely tried and true if you want to try it out mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah. And it uses Dusclops as sort of a pivotal member of the team. Mm-hmm. So you obviously need an EVO light with the ability Frisk, because I think the alternative is Pressure, and that's just no good in VGC. Like, um, Pressure might be better in singles if you're running Dusclops. It's not. <laughs> it, it can be. that. Like, some people run press, Pressure Corviknight. It can be for some things. Stall. Yeah. Yeah. So the EVs, you're going to be running 252 HP, 252 defense, and then, like, four special defense or something. Bold Nature. You're going to run Shadow Sneak. Will-O-Wisp, Trick Room, and Ally Switch. And you're going to see why we're running those moves in particular, because they have a lot of team synergy. Um, A lot of people don't know what Ally Switch does, and it's really cool in VGC because it swaps your position with your partner, but it doesn't redirect the attacks from the opposing Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of use that Dusclops as a sponge to protect your teammates with Ally Switch. Uh, And it's obviously running Trick Room in case things get, you know, a little bit too fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And we've got this Dragapult as the next member on the team. Uh, it's sort of like is Dusclops' best friend here. <laughs> they work together hand in hand. Uh, and you're going to be running a weakness policy on that Dragapult. Clear body is essential because we're running a physical Dragapult here. And we don't want those Incineroars to be ruining our day. You're going to have 252 attack, 4 special defense, and 252 speed with a jolly nature. Uh, you're going to run Phantom Force, Fly, Dragon Darts, and Steel Wing. And why we're running Phantom Force and Fly, normally moves you don't consider terribly good because they take that turn and the opponent can predict around them, is because you're going to most of the time be Dynamaxing your Dragapult. And you kind of see that synergy with Dusclops where you're using Shadow Sneak to trigger the weakness policy. It does very minimal damage to the Dragapult. And then suddenly you've got this crazy powerful Dragapult that's Dynamaxed running around. And that's pretty much most games are going to end with you just destroying the opponent's team with a giant dragon. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And then we've got four others. Yeah. Go ahead, Seth. I'll take the next two. We've got a Corviknight holding the Moranga Berry. And for those who don't know, that's the one that boosts your special defense when you're hit by a special attack. It's got the ability Mirror Armor to bounce back Intimidates and all that kind of nonsense. Its EVs are simple, 252 HP, 4 attack, 252 special defense, with a careful nature, max that special defense. And moves are Iron Defense, Roost, Body Press, and Iron Head. Fairly simple, you're just a defensive wall between the max special defense, the Moranga, and the uh, Iron Defense to, to both boost your bulk and increase Body Press's damage, your 
you're just doing a lot and being yeah. fat. And it's being, being chubby, being chubby, being, getting fat, getting thick, yep. getting thick. That's the right answer. <laughs> and in addition to that, we've also got a Tyranitar holding an assault vest because, as I said earlier, you want to be thick. And it's got yeah. the Sandstream ability to just augment that even more. So its special defense is off the charts. EVs are simple again, 252 HP, 252 attack with an adamant nature. Throw the last one in special defense. Moves are Crunch, Brick Break, Heavy Slam, and Rock Slide. The cool one here is Brick Break because, you know, Lapras Gigantamax exists and it just sets Aurora Veil and you can Mm -hmm. destroy that as well as any other kind of screens that people try and be tricky and set in front of It's super fun to do too, like if you do it like the last turn of Dynamax for the Lapras because you just smack it. And like the Lapras isn't touching the T-Tar either with an Assault Fest. Like, AVT Tar is my love, though. That's just my love. <laughs> I love imagining this Tyranitar running around in an assault vest, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like really tight on it. It's kind of too small. <laughs> <laughs> he's got little water balloons he's throwing. Right. We have the <laughs> same mental image. <laughs> uh, and so, to finish out the team, you've got a Mimikyu because you can never have enough ghost types. And so you've got a Mimikyu. Yeah, this is pretty standard Mimikyu minus Woodhammer. It's a 252 attack, 252 speed, life orb, jolly, swords dance, play rough, shadow sneak, and Woodhammer. Woodhammer, I think, is really good tech, again, just because there's a lot of those Lapras around. So it really handles Lapras really well. Yeah. And it, it handles some other ground type issues as well. Well, it's just in general. In it, it's format, it's, it's just better there's coverage. There's so many really powerful water types. There's yep. like tanky and powerful water types. Yep. You need that wood hammer. You need it, especially for like Melodics, which is the, also on this team. We have Melodic with Wakan Berry. Wakan is electric? Yes. yes. Correct. Electric. And it's competitive. So again, you can just get the boost from the Intimidate. It's just a lot of anti-Intimidate stuff happening because Incineroar's in the meta now. <laughs> And it's scary. Uh, 252 HP, 252 special attack, modest, uh, with muddy water, which is a lot of fun because it's like old school surf. And you also get accuracy drops, which is also very fun. It also doesn't hit your ally. Yeah, it's it's like old school surf. That's what I meant by that. Gen 3 surf. Oh, okay. Because surf now hits your partner and it didn't, uh, it didn't used to in Gen 3. And recover uh, because it's a melodic and it's a bulky boy or a bulky girl, I should say. And he wanted to survive. <laughs> um, ice beam. And Mudshot, which is also fun because you get, get a nice ground. T- yeah, you get that speed. No, that's uh, yeah, that speed speed drop for Mudshot, and you also get a nice like special ground attack, so you can hit Steel types, I guess, for super effective damage, um, which is very nice. So it's just it's I love that melodic set. That melodic set, like I love, I just love, love, love that melodic. <laughs> It's really fun, right? No one expects the yeah. Wakenberry because normally yeah. uh, melodics run like Protect and Leftovers. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is fun. I I really like this. I really, really like this melodic. I'm a really big fan of it. Uh, but this team, this team is overall like I played it last night for a little bit, and it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, it's like a ghost team, you know. You got that Dusclops <laughs> Dragapult Mimikyu yes. action, and then you got some support. I think Dusclops being a ghost type is just really irrelevant, just because it's just so bulky. It's just so bulky, especially if you get once you Dynamax Dragapult. Like if you lead, if you were to lead Dusclops and Dragapult, you could get. Dragapult to Dynamax and then use uh use Steel Max Steel Spike and get the defense boost onto the uh, Dusclops as well. Oh, which is just disgusting. Oh. Mm-hmm. Attack drop from uh, the Dragon attack too. Yeah, and so it, it's just it's fantastic. It just it works out so well. It just works out so well with Dusclops. Like the synergy is really good. 
and, and I'm a really big fan of it. Uh, but if you want to try to run this team, uh, we will be having this on our Discord server over in the team of the episode section. So be sure to go over there and grab it if you want to try out this team. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I do recommend. Uh, on that note, though, uh, I think that's everything for this week. Uh, we are going to go ahead and we're going to switch gears to our mailbag. So let's kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! Sending your emails. Mail. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. That was pretty good. Is that like a Gaston? Was that like a Gaston, like hooves or or anything? No? Okay. It's Joke's a fictional over. hooves. Okay. <laughs> Moving on, this is the mailbag segment, the part of the show where we read your listener emails. You can send them into pucklepodcast at gmail.com, where we do a lot of really cool things and read them, mostly. That's about it. Uh, but you can win the Green Taurus badge if we remember, and your email is memorable enough for us to give it to you. The Green Taurus badge is, in this iteration of Puckle, it gives you a lime green name in the Discord. Hey, oh, lime green. Lime green. You can have it. It makes you look fancy, and everybody knows your email was good. Everyone knows that you got hooves. <laughs> and that you're a Disney villain. Oh my gosh. Stop. Oh my god, this topic. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, every week we usually have a prompt. You can send it into your your email into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. This week's prompt is going to be, what spinoff game would you like to see return? We'll reiterate that at the end. But if not, you can always send an email about anything else. Uh, last week, our question was, how was your Pokemon Day? And what would you change about Pokemon Day to make it better? So let's jump right into it. Uh, this first one is from Rooker, and I don't think he actually answered it. He actually sent an email answering the previous week's mailbag question three hours after the episode, episode came out. Yeah. Uh, now recorded, came out. <laughs> oh, oh okay. yeah, it's a bit late. But yeah, a little bit late, but we'll go you. ahead and read it for you, Rooker. All right. So, hey, Puckle, Rooker here. Ever have those times where you're laying down asleep and your brain has the sudden urge to give you a flash of inspiration? Well, that's what this is, so buckle up. I believe it was in the last Direct where they said that they would be introducing a way for your regular Pokemon to get their Gigantamax forms, and I realized that it will be an item or something simple that they can cheaply patch in like they did with the Nature Mincer Ability Capsules. That's not necessarily true, but that's okay. Uh, they did say that. I don't know if it's going to be an item. It could just be like an NPC you go to and like you do it. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, but what if it were something slightly more exceptional? A trial? No, not like the jokes last gen, but an actual challenge to complete. My idea would maybe have some way in-game to steal the Gigantamax. Imagine that you approach a den and see that it contains a Gigantamax for a Pokemon you already have. Maybe it could add an option to challenge this fight alone, and your un-Gigantamax Pokemon must face it and win to steal the form. Uh, this person needs to uh. try raiding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, I know five-star dens are no joke, especially Gigantamax dens, so maybe it would be a double battle. That part's still a work in progress, but I still believe this has promise. It would definitely be a fun way to get the four rather than just pay some BP and get along you go. Anyway, that's my late-night ramble. Hope you like the idea. Maybe have a few tweaks you would like to add to it. Also, for your actual mailbag question, I would like to see some interesting dungeons again. Maybe not the annoying teleport ones, but pretty much anything can improve our current dungeon, if you can call it that. Hopefully this qualifies as a mechanic. Thank you for your time and for dealing with my sleep-deprived mind. I bid you adieu and good night. Rooker out. 
It's almost lunchtime. It's not good night. Um, <laughs> all right. Moving on. Uh, our next email is from Echo. All right. And I think I've got that you one. You got it? You got it? Yeah. So, hey, yo, Puckle. Pokemon Day signified a moment in my life when I finally felt able to start moving forward with my life again. I grabbed my belt fixed with all my favorite Pokemon and rushed out the door to battle the nearest trainer I could find. Unfortunately, this ended in complete and total destruction at the hands of someone called Joey. He kept shouting how his Rattata was in the top percentile. I would love to see Pokemon Day include legendary trainer encounters. The event would feature an iconic trainer with a complete set of six Pokemon that you could challenge to a battle. As a reward, you would be gifted a limited edition copy of the most iconic Pokemon from the roster. It would allow a fun and challenging event for new trainers to relive the experiences from the past, present, and future. In addition, a new way to introduce new lore-friendly characters as a form of advertisement for the brand. Commemorating and celebrating the memorable moments in Pokemon is what Pokemon Day is all about, after all. Besides, what better way to experience Pokemon if not through battle? Signing out, Echo. This sounds like such a good idea. Minus, right? so like, I just like, this sounds really cool. And I'm like, why don't they do it? Because it's like, it's it's a cool enough idea, but it's also like a disappointing enough idea. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, <laughs> oh, this is like a small, small thing. It's not a huge thing, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. this this is really cool. This is a good idea. You can have Red come up for a couple of days and you can just battle Red, have rotating like champions at, in the tournament, right? That'd be really cool. Mm. Yeah. The problem is like what he's, ex- what he's explaining, like, hey, you get the, you get like a Pokemon that's like iconic to this character, stuff like that. And I just sit there and I go, oh man, they did this and they want us to do that instead. And it's called Pokemon Masters. Oh yeah. Oh God. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm just like, no, not again, please. I don't want to do Pokemon Masters. I want to do Pokemon. <laughs> like my Charizard's better than Red's Charizard. I'm sorry. Yeah. God, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate Pokemon Masters so much. I just think it's like, yeah. it's such a cash grab. Uh, I wish, like, I know some people enjoy it, but it, they understand it's a cash grab. Yeah. All right. So this next one is from Trainer Sleeves. Hello, Puckle Podcast. It's your podcast. That's what I said. Uh, hello. You know what would be really cool if we had something, if we had like a, another show where like we taught people things. It was like an informative, like five minute podcast teaching you like a little mechanic in Pokemon. And we said, <laughs> get ready to sit down for our pod class. Um, okay. Hey. But, but now, now I'm done giving everybody free ideas. Um, and <laughs> hello, Puckle podcast. It's your girl sleeves. And I'm here to tell you about my experience with Pokemon day. Yay. Before the day of, I was hyped. For almost everything about it. The new mythical, the Pokemon of the Year results, and more. I had redecorated my whiteboard to be Pokemon themed for the day, and let's just say I draw Pikachu much better on paper than I do on a whiteboard in my locker. Because my friend said it looked soulless. Oh my god. <laughs> As for the mythical, I was more hyped than I probably should have been. I wasn't in- yes you were. Um I was intrigued any amount of hype was too much hype for Zerud. <laughs> I was intrigued by the silhouette and kept thinking to myself, what could this possibly be? It looked like either a monkey or a bird creature, and I was hoping it would be a bird, because we already have a monkey starter, but nope, it was another grass monkey. As for design, I like it all right, I guess. Definitely not the best-looking mythical, but it's okay. I was disappointed by its typing, though. I don't need the grass because Grookey exists, and adding the dark type just made it worse. We'll see if the if the new movie gives it more background, though. And with my feelings about Pokemon of the Year, let me start with a short story. Once, I was doodling Pokemon, and my friends who were not into the Pokemon fandom asked, What are you drawing? And I replied, I'm drawing an Eevee. Showing them the drawing. That's cute, they said. But you should draw co- the cool Pokemon, like Lucario and Charizard. 
Then there's one guy who was like, what about the ninja frog guy? Lay silence. Nah, he's not a good Pokemon. And then Gren- Greninja bodied the other Pokemon in the voting because everyone went for nostalgia. <laughs> and all I can think is, well, I guess they were wrong. He's Thanks, not you guys. A good Pokemon. <laughs> it's like, it was. Greninja's a good Pokemon. I don't know what anybody's thinking. Greninja's a good Pokemon. Doesn't make me so. hate it any less. Also, I, it makes me feel old when somebody's like, yeah, they voted for Greninja. So I guess they voted for nostalgia. Like, what? what? Like, that? I'm like, what year is it? And I'm like, oh, God, those games came out seven years ago. I have a single qualm with Greninja, and it's just whenever I look at it, I imagine how dry its tongue must get. That's a weird qualm. That's a weird qualm. You know, qualm. like, it wears the tongue as a scarf, exposed to the air, 24-7. Imagine how dry it gets, you know, just sitting out in the air. I don't like to think about this. I don't want to think about it. It is an, un- it is an unpleasant quandary. Thatch, please complete the email so I can bleach this thought. <laughs> Thank you guys for reading my email and getting getting ready for my email on Pokemon Mystery Dungeon because the storm is coming. <laughs> Evil French laughter. What? Why is it French? Oh, there we go. Okay, that's why. Uh, that makes sense. Everything makes more sense now. Love it. I like the evil French laughter. We've got one more email. Uh, it is from Lord Snorlax. Go ahead. Somebody fight for it. Okay. Uh, I demand it. Hello, Thatch, Zakron, and Jushiro. Hi, Jushiro. How are you? <laughs> Got him. <Hi>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jushiro what? had some stuff come up this week. Yes, uh, unfortunately. Sadly. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. had issue family issues to deal right. with. I will still read your email. I've been listening to the podcast for around a year now and love it so far. I also joined the Discord a couple months ago, which has been nothing short of eventful, and have had my trivia read on nearly every episode that I've submitted it for. The one thing I haven't tried doing yet is sending in an email, so ta-da! However, on the topic, I would really like to see both Gen 4 and Gen 5 remakes announced, and wouldn't even complain if more DLC was announced. The one thing I really don't like is how they release a mythical every single one. I've never used a mythical in a playthrough, and they get banished from my boxes never to be seen or cared about ever again. <laughs> I always love the new game announcements and check Pokemon.com every day to see any new announcements. I think I've gone on long enough, though have I, and want to know your thoughts on constant Pokemon Day mythicals. Do you like them, hate them, or banish them to your boxes, never to be seen again? Well, until next time, Lord Snorlax. This is the first time they've announced a mythical on Pokemon Day. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> They've never, they've never, yeah, yeah, but they never announced them on Pokemon day. Yeah. This, this email made me think about, um, are mythicals like gods or are they this like really endangered Pokemon? Uh, really endangered Pokemon is what they are. They also happen to be really overpowered. That's what they are now. I don't know. I mean, I think Zarude's going to be garbage. I think it's going to be hot trash. Yeah. And I mean, other mythicals include things like I wouldn't say as much gods as much as like guardians of yeah. specific things. Mm-hmm. Like Volcanian is kind of whatever. Celebi is the guardian of time of that forest. Jirachi is the guardian of your hopes and yeah. dreams. Yes, yes. That one. <laughs> it's the Tanabata Pokemon. That's what it's I said. Fine. Except, in, yep. Except in English. Thank yeah, you very much. Sucker. <laughs> Got Marshall him. Shadow's the guardian of Got sadness. Him. Let's high five, Seth. I will recite the entire Tanabata story here. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're totally sitting in the same room now. Yep. All right. And Lord Snorlax says to not forget the green Tauros badge. Well, now because, <laughs> I, now because I was reminded, nobody gets it. 
Oh, New well, rules. that is Yikes. terrible philosophy. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I what if so. we remind you, Thatch? <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Uh, no, it's... Just say yikes to everything. Uh, yikes. Cool. I want to yeah. give it to, uh, to Echo. Good by me. Yeah. Done. Echo, you get All it. Right. Two votes. Scrons doesn't count. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a majority. Yep. 66.7%. Yeet. Yeet. <laughs> yeah, Echo's email did make me think about, like, a future evil team leader yeah. and, like, youngster Joey growing up and, like, believing <laughs> in the innate power of Pokemon rather than the trained power. Believing that his Rattata was, like, a sign from Arceus. It was, though. On that note... Thank you for everybody sending in emails this week to the Puckle Podcast. We really appreciate you uh, doing that. If you want to send in emails next week to PucklePodcast at gmail.com, our question is going to be, what Pokemon spinoffs would you like to see come back or what new spinoffs would you like to see made? Uh, send that in again to PucklePodcast at gmail.com. And if you're just like, man, I want more Puckle stuff to do during the week, well, do I have some good news for you? One, you can go over to our social media over on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook where you can keep up with us during the week. You can also come to Twitch streams over at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. In addition, you can catch any additional shows on Thursdays over at the Puckle Plus feed. That'll be a lot of fun. There is supposed to be a Puckle Live, but I had issues getting that recorded because of my personal life. Um, but I'm th- I'm hoping that by next month we're back on schedule. Um, we should be able to have everything back. So if you're a Patreon patron at the $5 tier or above, we're going to go ahead and start doing the live show signups again. I apologize to the people that were on the show pr- that were scheduled prior. It was, it was my schedule that missed missed everything up. Finally, if you want to uh, get more content, we can go over to YouTube where you can catch up on some missed Twitch streams if you missed anything. Like we did a cool Pokemon Pokemon Coliseum playthrough that like I was talking about. That's going to be up on the YouTube for you guys to catch up with and watch. Um, where I'm just chatting with Shamu and Sigma the entire time while we're playing Pokemon Stadium. And then you can also go ahead and uh, support the show in a variety of different ways. Uh, the first being just maybe you could subscribe to us on Twitch, drop some biddies over there uh, at twitch.tv slash the Puckle podcast. You can, of course, also go to our T public store, buy anything that's really awesome. Uh, it helps support the show. Uh, you can also go ahead and buy some Vite Ramen using code Puckle for 10% off. Anything you buy over there, we get a little bit of a kickback and we really appreciate that using code Puckle. Uh, Seth, did you hear what code it was? It's code Puckle. As a matter of fact, I did hear what code it was. <laughs> I think you use it a lot more than I do. So probably. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can go over to Vite Robin to pick some of that up. And then uh, finally, it, the best way and more, most direct way to support the show is to go over to Patreon at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, where you can uh, get cool rewards such as shiny Pokemon like the fossils we were talking about. I think next month we're talking about doing Melmetal, which will be a lot of fun. Ooh. Uh, shiny Melmetal giveaway at the $10 tier. And then we're also – we also uh, – do uh we have a trade bot that you can get access to as well Uh, i believe that's everything that i wanted to cover today so on that note uh i have been trainer thatch i have been zakron and i've been seth vila and here in the lavender town radio tower it's closing time
we here at Puckle would like to thank all of our patrons who make this show possible and as well as just give us a bunch of awesome stuff to uh, work with and improve the show. Uh, I put out a video earlier this week thanking all of you for your continued support. Some changes to the tiers that are coming. You should see those changes reflected on patreon.com slash Puckle podcast later this week. But I do thank all of you for supporting the show in as much as you have and as much as you could. It's just amazing to me and I really appreciate it. And on that note, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and read all of your names as I do every week because I, I'm just, ah, man, I'm blown away. And I, I want to thank all of you for making this possible. And I'd like to reiterate that as always, none of us make money from this show. It all goes back into the show, making it bigger and better. And it's very exciting because we can do a lot with your support. So once again, thank you. And without further ado, Thank you to Greg, Viger, Dooley, Cordia, Snickle, Rob, JT Rex, Big Chunk, The Fluffiest Ones Got, Sean, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Christian, Miguel, Apollo, Corey, Rotted Mushroom, Titan Killer, Lane, Piccolo, Ryan, John, Wade, Marcus, Kinkovic, and Harmonia, Alolan Dergs, Tank, Sheldon, Michael, CR Perkins, Bodtech, Swampertata, Gone Corefish, and Amanda, Chris, Andrew, Alex, Kenneth, Michael, Jordy, Ellen, Jacob, Bear, Nicholas, Holden, Justin, Launchpad, McQuack, Craig, Joey, Matthew, Sheon, John, Jonathan, Merlander, Caleb, Joshua, Zane, P. McGee, Robert, the Golden Klefki, DGZ, the British Gent, Brian DeWolf, Dylan, Trevor, TJ, Keegan, Peach, Doc Knox, Dennis, Farmer Fox, Echo, Edub, Jonathan, Disco, Calypso, Kelvin, Taylor, Mike, Colt, a legionary, Maxi, Shambles, Justin, Crocodiles and Crocs, Michael, Tim, equals Dylan, Andrew, Old Man Tup, Jesse, David, Super Chad, Chan, Chandman, Lord Corbinick, Harvey, Lotto, Jordan, Raymond, Brock, Ed, Louise, Cal- Kevin, Nico, Hayden, Voltaire, Calvin, Justin, Luke, Matthew, Neleb, South, Brandon. Lock, iStarly TV, Zach, Kenneth, Prime Rib, Elfeets, Jeremy, Gigantamax Metapod, Sammy, Graham, Greg, Alec, Christopher, Yegler, Mikey, Christopher, Kevin, Chris, Darkflame, Halfful Review, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Shira, Zardi, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, William, Steve, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Sarah, Dylan, Joseph, Traby, Cordell, Julie, and Alex. Thank you to all of you. That is a lot of names now. I appreciate it. I will catch you guys all in the flip-flop. And again, you're awesome. Thank you for your support. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.